what ends up happening is like that shooting for a hundred percent then ends up just leaving you at zero percent because you're not getting anything done. So sometimes 85% is better than zero percent. Have you ever noticed that some of the best ideas come from unexpected places? Your next breakthrough may come from a leader facing similar challenges, but in a completely different sector. Welcome to Chief Influencer. I'm your host, Anthony Shop. Join us as we explore how today's successful leaders inspire, influence, and connect with others. Chief Influencer is a production of Social Driver and the Communications Board, who have teamed up to spotlight how great leaders and communicators are making their impact in the world. This episode is brought to you by the George Washington University's College of Professional Studies with in-person and online programs, ranging from master's degrees in public relations strategy to certificate programs in digital communications. GW offers more than just the credentials to help working professionals get ahead. It prepares them to be leaders in their field. As a proud GW graduate myself, I can attest that faculty members combine academic rigor with real-world lessons that can't always be found in textbooks. Check out cps.gwu.edu for more information. I am so excited to introduce today's guests, Ati Williams and Jess Banks. You may know them from the popular Netflix show, Hack My Home, which was one of the top trending shows upon its release. And it is amazing and so much fun. So if you haven't checked it out, you have to. Well, let me introduce each of them. This is the first time we're having two guests together, which is really fun for us at Chief Influencer. Ati is a self-proclaimed renovation ninja a licensed general contractor, designer, and the mastermind behind Honeycomb, which is a platform that allows homeowners to experience the creative process of renovating and designing their own beautiful homes. Her interest in renovation sparked when she purchased her first home in 2004. And since then, she's worked on numerous renovations from cosmetic builds to complete gut rehabs. Jess Banks is a renowned inventor, entrepreneur, and roboticist with degrees in engineering and robotics from MIT and physics from the University of Michigan. She's the founder of Rock Paper Robot, a kinetic furniture company that transforms traditionally static furniture into interactive objects. Jess has gained recognition for her versatility and thought-provoking designs. Ati and Jess work together as consultants on home optimization and as keynote speakers. Welcome, Ati and Jess. We're so excited to have you today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Well, I mentioned that, you know, you uh, both do speaking. You both just spent time at West Point. And I wondered if you could just start us off by telling us, what were you doing there? Yeah. You want to go go for it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, we were speaking with um, a bunch of the female cadets, um, some male, mostly female cadets, um, about the benefits of, um, you know, teaming up, collaboration, um, sisterhood, and forming really, really important and and trusting relationships with with the fellow. It sounds weird to say fellow with other fellow female cadets, <laughs> which that's not the right way to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things, one of the things we didn't realize was that West Point actually only has uh, only twenty five percent of the cadets are women, mm-hmm. which apparently is a really huge improvement from before. Um, but as a result of that, they have this incredible program called the Corbin Forum that is. Um, set up basically so that 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 was created many, many years ago, many decades ago um, for West Point cadets who are women um, 
to be able to kind of have resources and support and that kind of thing. So they invited us to talk about our sisterhood and working together and the ways that we were able to lean um, on each other uh, while working on our show. And now that, you know, we're done filming the show, like what we've been doing together as well after that. And they gave us really cool plaques. Yeah. Yeah. We also realized there is no way in hell we would have ever gotten into West Point. I mean, these girls were, and guys were total badasses. Like the process to get in is super grueling. There was such impressive young women and men. And yeah, it was just, it was a very, very cool experience. Even if we got in, I'm not sure we could have stayed in. No. They they have this, they have um, the cartwheel thing. Yeah. They have like a, so physical phys ed is super important for them like like just physicality and like making sure that you're always like they'll do like boxing and rugby mm-hmm. and they have to swim with like a 30 pound pack and a rifle and then they have like these cartwheel tests and so I was like I would have just failed on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on all the physical tests like I mean we both work out yeah. regularly but like these workouts just look intense next level yeah yeah well, they're probably thinking we couldn't do what you do, right? Because with Hack My Home, you had quite a grueling schedule from what I understand. And you, I mean, I want you to tell everybody for those who haven't had a chance to to watch it yet, what it was about. But I mean, you're going into people's homes where they are not set up for success. And then you're having to, in a very short amount of time, you know, like you're, you're kicking them out. They're not giving you input and you're transforming the homes and doing it just like through the most fun, innovative, tech-savvy, creative solutions, which are just such a joy to watch. And so I'm sure they're going, how do you do that? But like, tell everybody a little bit more about uh, the show and what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. So the show is basically, you know, some people say a home renovation show. We actually talk about it a little differently. It's really a space transformation show um, where uh, that's very based in collaboration and has a very heavy technical side to it in terms of the engineering hacks Mm -hmm. and uh, innovations that are done. And so there are um, four co-hosts. So Ati for construction, I'm engineering. Um, Mikkel Welch is design and then Brooks Atwood is innovation. And um, we come together, we assess the the situation. You know, each family has a very different and very unique, um, you know, needs really. And, and also like very different environments. And, and then we go in and we try to really optimize for efficiency and functionality and joy uh, and, you know, all the things that they might, the family might need. Yeah, she got it right. That's it. That's the show we were working on. <laughs> In terms of how you work together with one another and how you work with your team, I mean, do you find that like, you know, like is one of you the left brain and one of you the right brain and then you find a way to come together and sort of, you know, bring the the those uh, qualities together to create something even better, like one plus one equals three? Yeah. You know what? We do talk about brains a lot, actually, because one of the things that we did realize filming the show and just to give you a little bit of a background when so none of us knew each other before we actually did the show. And so they had to do something called chemistry tests, which is like an industry thing where they like try to mix up different groups of people and see how well 
they do together. And so um, I think probably part of it is like how well we get along, but then I think part of it is also like how we complement each other. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So, it's like overlap plus different. It's like the whole Venn diagram yeah. of people. So, you know, how you kind of, the you know, the overlap plus the, the individual space is yeah. just as important too. Yeah. And so one of the things that we did realize is that like, like I think very, very much in sort of 2D, like I'm always thinking about spaces in terms of like how you move things around, how you shuffle things around, like sort of if you were looking at it from top down, Jess is always very scientific and like kind of like constantly thinking of like the calculation behind things and how things move together. And like, you know, I kind of like in my mind, like if I look into her brain, I'm assuming there's just like gears like going all the time <laughs> and robot sounds <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, and then Brooks, like we actually would joke and he'd say like, he thinks in like 5D because a lot yeah. of it is like, woo woo sometimes and it's like you know what is the fifth sense or whatever it is mm -hmm. and then um and then Mikkel's very much about like textures and colors and like just that 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 visual that aesthetic look and so when the four of us would come together thinking through things like we could all think of, because all of us you know all of us are designers all of us have a design brain but it's like how we approach design is different um and so we would all then be able to like give input based on really how our brains function yeah um so yeah and that led to like how we execute on on the solutions then right so it's like you know some things ati might be like no that's not possible because you have to think about structure of the mm -hmm. home or you have to think about x y or or there might be power issues or there might be you know weight issues or there might you know there might be a design element that we can't achieve because of space or something like that so um everyone yeah. really has the ability to contribute which is cool Right. It's when you watch the show, it's like it'll be like a one minute clip of you all four in this like creative brainstorming session. And then it's like you kind of have a little bit back and forth that you describe and then you sort of land on something. What was that? I mean, I know when you film something like only a fraction of it makes it in. What were those sessions like? They were three hours long, yeah. first of yeah. all, <laughs> like minimum. I mean, what you would see would be like the one minute clip or whatever, but yeah. they were they were pretty long. So by the time we're like landing on something, there's been a lot of discussions around it. So you're just kind of like seeing really maybe the tip of the iceberg. Um, but there's definitely a lot of ideas that like never made it past editing. Right. right? And even in those brainstorms, you know, sometimes it's still TV, right? So there's sometimes where we know maybe we've also, it's not that we are just thinking about it for the first time when we come together, clearly yeah. like no project could ever get done if you're suddenly like, hey, everyone, here's the situation, right? You, we go, we know, we understand this what the um what the landscape is, but um, so there's sometimes where we might have to, th we know there's an an idea that won't get executed on yeah. necessarily. And we throw it out anyway, just so you can have that sort of the, the idea foil. You right. Know, so. And sometimes it's also like you have an idea and it doesn't seem executable. Yeah. And sometimes it's just also about like building onto that idea. So like someone might have like one specific idea and like maybe the other person's like, well, you know, what if we do it this other way? So, so it was always nice, like going through the brainstorm because sometimes you haven't fully I, developed the actual idea in your head either. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah. The one that comes to mind for me when you mentioned that is is uh, wanting to use sort of some ceiling space for storage. You did it a couple different ways, but one in particular was in a kid's room and like a couple ideas that were like, well, that's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to hold enough weight or it's not going to be safe. But then you ended up landing on something that worked, but was also kind of, you know, fun for the kid, right? Yeah. 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 Those a bunch of those. Right? Yeah. 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 We always like looked at things like I think that's the differentiator with this show is a lot of a lot of what we were looking at was like 3D. Right. Like most shows, yeah. you're kind of looking at things and it's like, oh, knock down the walls and then make everything pretty. But it was very much about like, how do we use literally every cubic inch space in each room? And so that's why there's a lot of kind yeah. of ceilings and behind the walls and right. you know, things like that. And also, you know, there's the element, whatever, 4D or 5D, whatever, is that, you know, what is the actual interaction with the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if things move, you really need to consider what the user interface is and what that interaction is to ensure that someone will, you know, first of all, be compelled to use it because it's easy, right? And that it's really worth the extra effort of putting in the engineering, right? Because, you know, if you just do something really complex and it's sometimes you can, you know, you can add lights to something when it doesn't need it or you can add, you know, and it becomes superfluous. So it's, you know, it's important to think about the interaction. So the show is fun. And like you said, you know, it's, it's TV, right? So there's some elements that, you know, get cut down and it's not uh, on the surface, like, you know, the way that, that normal reality works. At the same time, it's very common that leaders find themselves in a group with other leaders like you did. You had the benefit of a chemistry test, right? A lot of leadership teams, they don't have that chemistry test when they end up having counterparts. Um, and you had to figure out a way to solve problems together. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about what you learned from one another, perhaps each one of you, you know, from what did Jess learn from Ati and vice versa? And, you know, maybe from your other cast members too, um, that you now take back into the work that you're doing, you know, after Hack My Home. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, so Jess is always, we're actually at Jess's house right now. And even her space is very um, kind of curiosity driven. And it's also very like, there's a solution for everything. Like if you go into her bathroom, like I literally like would walk, I walk in and I'm like, oh, I really should like get my blow dryer that way. That makes it really easy to access, but yet it's like still like nicely put away. So uh, her mind is always kind of thinking about like innovation and she has a very curious brain and is always like, um, she's, she kind of has sparked this like curiosity, uh, theme for me where I'm always like kind of thinking through like, okay, so, you know, how, how does that really work? And then like, how do we improve that? Um, I think that was like one of very many, that's like on surface, one of the gifts that I got from Jess, I got lots of other fun, <laughs> fun other off camera things, but I think in terms of like, just how we work and stuff like that, I mean, literally like she is always tinkering and thinking through things and stuff like that. I mean, I'm like sitting here, like, look at this. Oh she's my got God, like, that's... <laughs> are... she's just got like wristwatch. What is for you? Oh, is it? Yes. It, okay. was, it was a horrible surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is that there? But <laughs> there's a perfectly good reason why it's on Jess's desk right now. Um, so yeah so I would say I got that from you yeah and yeah. I mean from Ati you know I, I have to say there's so many times where 
she has such an ability to think through what is necessary and doable, but also integrate the wonder into it, you know? And so there's that, there's that side, which is like, so, so cool. The other thing is that she has this thing, which is in like the 85% rule, which is so smart, um, which is basically, you know, like get it, you know, 85% perfect. Right. And so, I mean, perfect is an ambiguous, you know, thing anyway, but um, for people who might be a bit compelled to in or like directed towards a perfectionist bent um the idea of 85 percent is what can help you get it done because otherwise you can be totally stalled and and you know in, anthony, in a paralysis anthony knows nothing about that he is not a perfectionist at all. <laughs> zero type a <laughs> He's always- I love that 85. <laughs> I love the 85% auntie because it's such a good reminder. And, um, you know, you have a project that you want to launch and sometimes, you know, you just wait forever and ever to do it because you want to get it to perfect and you realize like, okay, 85% of the way there, let's go. And then you improve it on top of that. And if you can do another 85%, well, from where you started, like you're really close to a hundred at that point, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like um, a B plus. Sometimes yeah. a B plus is just good enough. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes we were even telling this to the cadets mm-hmm. yesterday, actually, when we were talking to them. And I think a lot of them were kind of like, huh, like it felt like a a little bit of a like this is not the way life is. But I think that's just kind of a, um, looking back and being able just the way that we function. Ooh, there's a lot of noise Sorry. back here. <laughs> taking down a building outside. They're taking down a building. <laughs> just another day in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think just the way both of us have operated and frankly, like probably the reason why we are where we are in our careers has been because we have been very, very much about a hundred percent giving a hundred percent all the time and like getting straight A's on everything. And, but also realizing that there is like a, there's a give that comes with that and 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 the end of the um it, there's like a what's like the a, word like a or maybe like some uh, like a sacrifice yeah center, you there's know? a sacrifice that, that comes with that and yeah that sacrifice might just be like sanity or even getting things done Time, because yeah. what ends up happening is like that shooting for a hundred percent then ends up just leaving you at zero percent because you're not getting anything done so sometimes 85 percent is better than zero percent right it's a good so, lesson I wonder, um, you know, you mentioned kind of you know, throughout your careers and what led you to this. I'm sure so many people are flipping through, you know, they see top trending show and they wonder, how does this happen? How do these people find themselves here? I'm sure you may have asked yourself that question, but I wonder if you could just share a little bit about what, how did you find yourselves working together on this Netflix show, Hack My Home? Like, where did the journey begin and how did that come together? <laughs> I mean, it started much earlier for Ati, you know, like for, I found out about the whole thing. It was right like in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got the call the morning. Actually, um, the initial contact, my first like meeting with the um, talent scouts, yeah. I guess you would say, yeah. um, was like the morning of the elections in like 2020. So to give some context, like this is how long stuff takes, right? Like my first conversation was like november of 20 november 4th of 2020 and the show did not happen until july 2023 but there was stuff going on all through 
that time. But um, so for me, I had done another show before and I would be I'd done an HGTV show before and which is a great experience. But it also was one of those things like then. So once you're out there, then there's like people reaching out like, hey, do you want to do this? Would you be interested in this? And I was like, no, no television for me. I'm not interested. <laughs> it doesn't pay well enough. But um but then when I did hear about this being an ensemble cast and kind of the concept, and it was like smack in the middle of COVID when everyone was like already struggling with the spaces that they're in because, you know, your living room had to be, your home office had to be like your kids teaching space and all of that stuff. I was like, okay, this seems like something that is actually substantial and that like can make an impact. And so, and because it was like an ensemble cast, like where we would be collaborating and cooperating, that seemed like mm -hmm. a little bit more um enticing um in terms of a show concept and so that's kind of how it started out and then um yeah so brooks and i were the first ones that got cast and then we did a bunch of different chemistry tests and then just walked in and they were like of course she's great <laughs> to this day actually it's funny because i i joke like to this day nobody actually ever said you got the job to me so like it was just like someone called me and was like oh hey can you talk about the show and then i was like sure and then they're like can you do a chem test tomorrow and I, and I was like, sure. So, I mean, actually, then I thought it was a drug test. And, <laughs> and it was right in the middle of COVID. And I was like, no. Actually, I, I, think, yeah. I was like, I've been home with my family for like three months already. Like, gonna, I need a couple of days. And so then they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, it's personality chemistry test. And so then I was like, okay, clearly an amateur. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then did that. And then they're like, can you do another one? And then can you go to, you know, LA? Yeah, we went to LA. And then can you do you know, then can you do this? And then can you sign this contract? But no one ever actually was like, congratulations. <laughs> and now can you show up in Atlanta and live there for five months while we film like 10 to 12 hour days, five days a week? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It just, it just happened, I guess. It just sort of rolled and happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, you know, I wonder, I want to go back to a little bit about what you were uh, talking about at West Point and just ask if you could share a bit more about your approach to influencing fields like engineering and construction, which have been traditionally male dominated. And I, I wonder if you've heard from women and girls who are excited to see your innovative problem solving in action on Hack My Home and maybe, you know, saw themselves in that a little bit. That is literally the best part of the doing best. this. Well, and this. And us. Oh, and us. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and like our relationship and our friendship. Um, yeah, I mean, so so I mean, filming Hack My Home was an experience of a lifetime. It was great. We had the best time. We had the best of times and the worst mm -hmm. of times. But right. part of it is just like television's grueling. It was a lot of work, a lot of work. And so there were definitely times that we were like, holy moly, what did we sign ourselves up to? And I think that the thing that just kept both of us going the entire time was that like knowing that um, there were young girls and young black girls out there who needed to see themselves reflected in some things that they're interested in that don't necessarily show up. I mean, and the reality is like, we're also like not the stereotype in our respective fields. Like right. part of it was like, actually, I think initially there was a lot of like, kind of like hoping that we would stay in our lanes. And then they realized like actually making a stay in our lanes doesn't really like make for good television because mm -hmm. we have never really 
if we stayed in our lanes, we, we would not be, be where we yeah, are right, right now. Right. right. And so, so I think, I think the thing that was like that, that the thing that's been the most exciting has literally been like the random DMS that you get or like emails and it's parents sending us pictures of like their kids, like hacking their own rooms or like doing little like sketches and like or Lego builds, Lego builds or like teachers who are who are STEM teachers and different middle school, high school, all sorts of places who are like creating curriculum with Hack My Home in their classrooms and are telling us about it mm-hmm. and are teaching collaboration and brainstorming and like actual scientific stuff. Um, so that's that's been like the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really powerful when you think about, you know, work that each of you individually has been passionate about throughout your careers but then like how do you influence more people how do you scale that that idea and that message and obviously being able to do that by you know being on a popular streaming platform is is you know obviously a way to scale your influence but then to get that feedback loop from others that it's landing the way that you hope i mean that must that must be really reassuring, but I wonder if it also charges you up to think about, well, how can I continue to influence people? Cause I can really make an impact here. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, and this is a part of the reason why, you know, Ati and I are doing talks and, and, you know, looking towards um, a bunch of speaking engagements and, and projects that are oriented often towards, you know, getting young females into these sectors mm-hmm. and, and, and really pushing like hands-on work, um, STEM, construction, all of these things, which, you know, I think, you know, it's funny, but I think sometimes even (laughs) this is a very small fact, but like a little bit of red lipstick in the same sentence as construction (laughs) can go a long way or, (laughs) or a jokey smile or like a tenderness, right. Or like something kind of, you know, weird and funny, or, you know, like there's like the little bit of the the squiggle around the edges of what I think sometimes feels like very formal um, silos mm-hmm. um, that allows those those things to be permeable, right? And so that allows other um, young girls to start to think, I'm I can be in there too, right? Yeah, and both of us have also like been very intentional about like highlighting other people in our fields who are doing these types of things, I right? So, so like. For, for me, it's like, my mind's blown by like how many incredible women they are in construction, like kick-ass. Like I just happen to have a platform where I could talk about it, but there are people who are always doing such great like work around. This is an entire group called Matriarchy Build that that is like all these women in construction who people can like intentionally reach out um, for um, like women and gender uh, diverse folks who are available in the construction world to consult or to like help with projects or things like that. So you can actually like source your GC very intentionally, for example. And so um, that's been like, that's also been part of like our platform is like talking about also these other really cool projects that are happening around Mm -hmm. that other people are doing, other people are doing this work as well. Yeah. And we're even giving another talk um, later about to um, in collaboration with a group called women who hardware. So, you know, same thing, just kind of really um, just broadening the, the view of, of all of the, of all of the people that are involved in these, in these different fields. Yeah. 
back to what you said a few minutes ago about, you know, the red lipstick and the same sentence as construction or just the tenderness you can bring to it. One of the things we've heard from other chief influencers who we've interviewed is, you know, finding that balance of your personal brand and your professional brand. Because in today's world, they're kind of blended, right? You can't just put them in separate categories entirely. But what we've heard is that's a difficult balance to strike sometimes. But when you find it, you find kind of how to own your own story and what's authentic to you. It really helps you connect with an audience in a way that um, just makes a huge difference, right? Because like you said, they might see themselves in you. And I wonder if you could just share a little bit more about that, especially because now in the social media era, some stranger can be watching you at home on Netflix and then they can just send you a DM or they can comment and, Our you DMs know. Got very slippery. They got yeah, very, very slippery. slippery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some really refreshing ones with the like random mo- moms and dads sending their kids stuff. And then there were like some that were not so wholesome. But yeah. hey. <laughs> How do you manage though the personal liberty? Because you, know, you want to be out there to help make an impact and drive your business. But like at the same time, you know, you want to, you know, protect your own privacy and, you know, want to just like not, you know, have everything out there. So I just wonder if you could share, because I think a lot of leaders struggle with that. They want to get their message out on social media while at the same time, you know, they don't want to um, go too far. Yeah. I mean, what the downside is, if your personality is actually one that doesn't like to do social media, then too, like mine. Yeah. <laughs> Both like of us, too, yeah. you know. Yeah, ironically, like, yeah. Yes. Then it, it becomes hard to... You know, you don't actually need to balance as much as you, but, um, but I think, you know, I think really there is, when it comes down to it, when you start to make content or you start to put out messaging, mm-hmm. it, it will be so onerous if it isn't true, if, yeah. if you're not being authentic. Yeah. You, like, I mean, for, I think for our personalities, like it will just be like too much effort yeah. to fake it. It's too much work yeah. really to like, not to like, try to act like it actually is too much work to try and separate it sometimes. Yeah. Um, I have found that, that yes, people want to know like what kinds of things that we're doing at work and stuff like that. But then also like there is that, personal connection right and and quite honestly like the most popular like reactionary posts that I get are like about like my kid like she's way more popular than I am on like social (laughs) and she should be she is way cooler but um but I think like I don't know I I don't know about you Jess but I kind of feel like both of us also have never like you when people say that they struggle separating their personal and their business brands I personally don't feel like I've actually ever had that struggle Yeah, because I've always been like really clear on like the reason why I'm good at what I do is because of who I am. And so I've never really felt like I needed to separate it. Obviously, like I'm not like out, you know, occasionally I might like show tidbits of like other things, but like I'm not out there being like, hey, this is what I'm eating for lunch or like, you know, this is who I'm dating or like whatever. But like, for the most part, just the who I am is like what makes me good at what I do. And there's a lot of people who are like way more talented than we are in lots of different ways. But right. it's just like it's like the us in it is like what makes it different. 
accessible know. and you know and, yeah, also, and accessible correct yeah, yeah also i think because we're multifaceted yeah. so it's not like you have one you and one your business right, right. there's like this whole miraculous self-reflecting diamond of stuff yeah and then you know you you have one facet that goes out and another facet over here and here you know so i think that it becomes it's like sort of a melange of all these different things. Yeah. And, and we always thought it was really interesting because, you know, this is like kind of TV lingo, but every time like you would see like our faces or whatever on TV, there's usually like what they call the lower third, which is the your description. And it would always be like Ati Williams, construction, or like Jess Banks, engineering. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to define yourself in just that lower third, right? Like, like the lower third really should be very multifaceted. It should be like, just thanks, engineer, friend, a rolling sculpt, banner, like, you know, like, like yeah, <laughs> like a rolling banner, basically. That's like there's all sorts of you know mm-hmm. expert smoothie maker, like totally. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> like all the things, you know. So. I like what you said there, uh, Jess, like like this diamond, you know, with different facets. I think that that and just kind of thinking of your your identity that way. Um, you said it better than I forget you, the adjectives you had around it, but that diamond, I think is a really good way of thinking about it. We're talking a lot about, you know, how do you influence others? How do you scale that influence? And on the show, Hack My Home, you obviously help people hack their homes to, you know, make them better and more livable and achieve things that they never thought was possible. Um, but I know you're also both big believers in brain hacking and influence through design, which can last even when you're not there anymore. I wonder if you could talk about that, because I think that's such an interesting concept. And it's interesting for leaders, even if they're not in the construction or engineering world, to think about how can I design systems so that the influence can persist even when I'm not there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... so. So one of the things that's like not very obviously captured um, on a television show is that it's not just the aesthetics and it's not just um, functions, but it's like, how do you hack time? How do you, how do you, not just how are you hacking space? How are you hacking time? How are you hacking emotions? How are you hacking brain chemistry? How are you hacking um, productivity? productivity? Like, stress like all these different things right like in in creating a space so um the way we generally look at any kind of because so jess and i also do a lot of consulting together for like either individual homes or um like corporations like companies that are um trying to do stuff in their own spaces for their employees or just you know um all sorts of different things around that and and we try to figure out how do we not just create a space that's pretty, but that creates create a space that actually helps with improving like the value of your life. Right. Um, so one of the things that I'm always looking at, for example, when I'm walking into a space is like, how do I then make the space that will like, that stimulates your brain, that calms your brain, that like gives you the like, dopamine hits that you like like positive dopamine right. hits because there's lots of dopamine hits available to all of us but like what are the ones that are actually like helpful versus the ones that are not and whether it's using lighting or it's using color or it's using you know plants or like different things like mm-hmm. that just kind of making sure that those things are like really incorporated 
um, right. space. And there, and you know, these are these are things that you might not actually consciously recognize when you're in your space, right? And so often when people think about, oh, I'm getting interior designer, I'm getting something to do something, they're ready for their like flashy backsplash or they're like, mm-hmm. you know, really big you know, wallpaper, this, you know, some kind of element, some furniture element, but, you know, just adding, you know, a mirror in the right place that will reflect more in light internally or make a space feel taller mm-hmm. um, or using color to make a space feel taller will affect how you feel when you enter and you don't necessarily you're not thinking, thinking about that, it because yeah. you don't know the alternative you don't yeah. know that like oh it would have felt smaller otherwise yeah. you're only thinking like this feels this one way right and so like you know and that kind of thing persists i mean we, we see all the time how design elements persist in our daily lives i have like bumble thumb because of the way you know they they designed how to swipe on a on a on an app for dating right and now i have <laughs> bumble thumb i didn't even think about that <laughs> there's a there's kind of a bad persistent one i'm swiping too much and now i have pain in my felt right so um you know but you know and this is just the same case for for our environment yeah yeah and we think about it even just in terms of like one of the things that both jess and i are doing right now is also we're like kind of knee deep in like some product design and and some of the things that we're thinking about and this is like why it's so great partnering because like i think about things one way but jess always always is thinking about like not just the aesthetics of things but like how things function and like the ergonomics of things and like stuff like that that Constant, it's that curiosity. Like, how do I make this easier? How do I make this better? Like, how do I engineer this all the time? Right. Um, and but then Auntie's like, oh, we see this marketing positioning. Yeah. That's like super interesting. Right. And so, like, and her, I, I'm like often so amazed about like, we talk about space, but like her idea of space <laughs> is like this the world of land, like so much landscape. Right. It's like, a strategic space, right? It's a marketing space. It's a, um, you know, engagement space. And so like all of those things that you can apply the the mindset of construction to. Yeah. It's fascinating. Can you share some examples where um, design can sort of hack the brains, you know, the, the, the sort of neuroscience elements of it, um, things maybe that are favorites from your work or your show, or even things that maybe leaders should know and take away as they're thinking about, you know, their teams coming together in person for maybe they do retreats now and since not everybody's in the office, or maybe they're coming back a few days a week. I would just love to hear some of the things that you've landed on that are really great for the brain hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think one of the ones that is like always kind of front and center is like how you set up your workspace, right? Like because a lot of people are working from home right now, right? And and traditionally, I think people have always like kind of squished their desk to the corner somewhere in the in whatever available wall space there is. And there are just depending on the space, just like, and this is kind of thinking through, obviously a lot of the stuff is like space dependent, but like actually shifting out your working space from the little corner on the wall. And then like having the right lighting, whether you're maximizing the natural light in your space, if you don't have natural light, you can always still like get, you know, lamps that do simulate natural light. And that actually will then keep you working longer like you you know it's like you're getting like your vitamin d sun boost um while you're doing your regular work and that just keeps your brain 
functioning longer. When you do squish your desk in the corner somewhere, it actually just reduces your productivity, right? And so, um, so that's just like one that's like a, I guess, an easy mm-hmm. tactical thing that you can do. Another thing that I think people overlook is a sense of smell, mm-hmm. right? So adding some kind of a, a certain fragrance, and I'm not talking about perfume or like a room freshener, right? But like very specific and pointed um, essences that can, you know, really, really elevate a space, can calm a space, mm-hmm. can energize a space, um, you know, so I think that is very, and, and, you know, like one thing I've done for like many years is to use those kind of smells to, to help me context switch. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and I think, yeah. That, oh yeah. You know, she used to do this all the, I forgot about that. She used to do this on set all the time. Right. So she had like a bunch of like very like, like fragrancy smells. smells. Right. And if she's like, she feels like she can't, like, she's like just stuck on one different concept and wanted to be able to like think through things in a different way. She'd take out her little like stash of smells <laughs> and smell something different. And it like triggers a different part of her brain and gets her to like think contextually in a different way. It yeah. was very cool. And I mean, you do this now with your, with the projects that you're working on yeah. for like making the home feel relaxed and, and around that. So, you know, candles are amazing and for, for little pillows that have like like one of my favorite products now is that they have these little pillows that these bamboo pillows that actually are infused with lavender mm-hmm. so it's like kind of just relaxing in the nighttime when you put your head down um but they also have the texture of like they have bamboo inside but they have a satin pillowcase and so it's just things that look pretty but then they also have that like practical neuroaesthetic element exactly. to it that's great yeah i think it's fascinating to think about how you can build those things into designs and how we can even bring that into the professional setting. Um, you know, having the right scent in the room for a brainstorming meeting or something like that. And even if it's, I mean, you're just giving these ideas, even if you're meeting with a group on zoom, like you could send that, that essential oil to everyone and like everyone could smell it at the start of a meeting and you could sort of have this shared experience. Even Oh my God, we should start a new company called zoom fumes. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) I like that. Oh my gosh. Here. Literally, this is what happens all day with a team. We should do this. A list of companies. There are a lot of companies. There's a lot of companies (laughs) dying in our Google Drive idea. (laughs) One of the last things I want to ask you just before you tell us what's next for you, just just, um, a lot of leaders, a lot of chief influencers tell us they get inspiration outside of their you know, industry. They're not getting their best new creative idea from their peers necessarily, but from other groups they interact with. And you both are interacting with lots of different industries and lots of different ideas. I wonder if you could just share any of the unlikely sources of inspiration that you found outside of, you know, your own uh, industries or peers. I mean, I don't even think it's about industries. Like, I, I mean, I think we even get inspiration from like leaves, yeah, you know, or like the sidewalk glistening after the rain. It's or, a little bit know? of a challenge because both of us are total vision brains. And Anthony, you probably 100% fully understand this concept because you're always like, ooh, ooh, that's like, you know, you're always like in your mind solving things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like just kind of hanging out, watching a show where like, oh, what if, you know, we do X, Y, Z. I actually find an a lot of inspiration honestly from like 
my little kiddos like batch of nine-year-olds like they are just that's a great example they they just think about things in ways that really it's kind of as if like that part of our brain expired and so like <laughs> right totally like, yeah yeah um and so there's always like that kind of like oh yeah well you know what yeah why not <laughs> there's a lot of conversations that are always like why not with mm-hmm. the little fourth graders so yeah, yeah. I think it's a good reminder. We and you know, not even just a different industry, like anything around us. And I, it yeah. comes through in Hack My Home because you, you know, it's like, oh, there's like no space in this kitchen and there's an island. And then you're like, I'm going to like build a fold in dining room table that pulls out so they can have a dinner party. And it's like, who thinks like just my brain would never go there. It just would never <laughs> occur to me. Like we're going to have these nested stools that as a coffee table that pull out. And, you know, and I just kind of go, wow, how does that come together. And so obviously you're both really talented at seeing those sources of inspiration everywhere and then making them a reality, which is probably the hardest part I'm sure that you're so good at. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's always about also having a really great team and we yeah. did have a really, really behind the scenes, behind the scenes that, was, that like was badass powerhouse. Yeah. And couldn't it comes that you were having a good time and that you found a way to work with the team. And I think it's such a leadership lesson for any chief influencer. How do you get people to think so differently to come together and work together? And it's just fun to get a taste of that and to see what what you produce through the ensemble cast, which makes the show really unique. Um, Just as we wrap up, I just want you to each tell us like what's next for you, you know, together or on your own, because you're each doing different things. And, um, and also, as you tell us that, just where can folks find you? Obviously, they can go check out Hack My Home on Netflix, but then where else should they go? Website, social media, whatever, so that they can make sure that they're following what you each are doing. Mm-hmm. Jess, maybe you can go first. Uh, okay, so what's next? So, well, Ati and I have been, you know, doing this um, speaking tours and also um, doing this consultation around space optimization all around the world, mm-hmm. which has been amazing. Um, so trying to rethink that and, and build that as a, as a, um, a really interesting facet of our business, um, and then product development. Yeah. We're, de- well. we're developing some products still mm-hmm. kind of in the, yeah, almost the- out there phase, but in the ne- next two weeks or whatever, if you get yeah. on, um, uh, on, um, our socials, there's like a we'll few announcements coming up. And so, um, we do have, I do have a home line that's coming, um, out, um, called Own Sweet Home. And it is very much kind of connected to that whole newer aesthetics and rituals and stuff like that within the home. Um, there is a, uh, I do have a curriculum that we, a course that we're putting out called the, uh, renovation playbook that kind of teaches you how to so be able to good. manage your own remodel because, Unfortunately, I am not available to every single person, but I figured that I would download my brain and put it in there. And then Jess and I are um, out there. We're talking a lot about like, um, especially um, being in industries where it's very male dominated and just women in the workplace and how to work together and how to be good allies to women in the workplace and how to lean into each other and not necessarily talking about the problems of it, but just like on a personal, like not institutional level, what are some of the things that you can do to help um, whether it's dealing with like the wage gap or like dealing with recognition at work or dealing with like creating boundaries and creating sisterhood and stuff like that. Or your, own, or your own biases. Or your own biases even, right? And so we're we're doing a lot of talking around that as well. So, yeah. That's great. Well, folks who want to learn more, 
keep an eye on the socials for Ati Williams. Yeah, I am at the Ati Williams and Rock Paper Robot. And Rock Paper Robot. Great. Robot. Well, hack my home is. I'm, I just sound like beeps to her. I think. I you know. know. <laughs> yeah, like an R two D two or something. Yeah. Hack my home is an amazing show on Netflix. It is so fun. I think the only downside is you will look around your home and then start to see all of these things that you wish you had the talent to yourself make happen because you realize the possibilities in a way that you could have never seen before, which I'm sure will keep you both very busy as folks look for help with the consultation. So Jess Banks, Ati Williams, thank you so much for being with us today and congratulations on your recognition uh, on Netflix and now as a chief influencer. Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) All righty, amazing. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Chief Influencer, a production of Social Driver and the Communications Board. If you know a leader who should be featured as a chief influencer, please nominate them at chiefinfluencer.org. For show notes and more, visit us at chiefinfluencer.org or follow Chief Influencer on LinkedIn. Until next time.